you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are, and Happy New Year to you wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program Playoff Edition, presented by, as always, McDonald's. Somebody's in the way if you're watching us on video. There's the McDonald's Golden Arches. Go get you some of that. You know what makes the playoffs taste even better? Eating one of those nice hash browns and the nice little paper sleeping bag that they give you for it and an egg McMuffin and so on and so forth. That'll brighten the, uh, what's already going to be a glorious uh, wild card weekend. Look who's here in Studio 66. Let's go around the table starting off with the man who toiled for the Jaguars and the Raiders. Now he's here kibitzing with us at least once a week. We enjoy him a great deal. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop with you, fellow? Check, just chilling. Yeah, a pleasure to see you. Then a man who I sat near on Sunday as his Steelers, my Steelers, our Steelers, made their way back into the postseason tournament. The standard is the standard, even without him on the field and steady seated over here with us. It's Ike Taylor. What's the poop with you? Man, I feel like playing some basketball. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to eschew this next guy's uh, intro for the sake of time. All the way from London, England, his team is now looking for a brand new head coach. They wear a lot of aqua. They wear way too much aqua on Sunday. It's Handsome Hank. What's the poop with you, fella? I'm doing well, thank you, Dave. It's like the last supper in here or something, or the, <laughs> la- or the last all-day breakfast. Well, I guess that, I guess we know who that makes you since you're seated right, right in the middle there. That's right. And uh, do you think they is that what they served? Hash yeah, browns, hash browns and egg, egg McMuffins muffins. and such? Yeah, Judas had to go back and get get some more. I wouldn't uh, know. I'm Jewish. I don't know about all that. And then, seated to my immediate right, if you listen to the Shecky Awards, and if you didn't, shame on you, go back and listen to those or watch those on YouTube or NFL.com or on iTunes or Stitcher, all the usual places you can find them. 
the 2015 Shecky Award winner for best non-football playing guest. Here he is, everybody. It's Marcus Grant. What's the poop, fella? Always happy to be here, Dave. I hear there's some uh, controversy over my award, though. I think uh, I think there's some other nominees that yeah. are a little bit uh, displeased that I won it. Well, that's not the only thing that Dan Hanzoos lost uh, in the last few Ooh. days. His, oh, his it wasn't New just York Dan Hanzoos. It was, it was Matt Money-Smith who sat here expecting the award. Yeah, but Hanzoos, the host of the Around the NFL show, is also mm-hmm. still heartbroken over his Jets loss. And the, right. I get and the pie off, too. Pie off four. Yeah, he's raw about the pie <laughs> off. Been a bad it's, a, it's a losing streak for Hanzoos yeah, right yeah. now. Maybe it's about time he takes a look at the man in the mirror and not point fingers elsewhere. You know, maybe that's something for him to think about. you got to do that. Hey, Marcus, so what sort of – has the paparazzi been following you, anything like that, since you won your Shecky Award? Is that who that is? I just see people hiding in in bushes and stuff. I didn't really know what that was all about. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been been a life-changing experience. I – Still sit at the same desk mm-hmm. and uh, do the same job I did before. It's 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 been a whirlwind. I'd be I, I'd expect a lot of changes coming your way, <laughs> groupies, so on and so forth. In about a month, a uh, another award will be given out. It is called the Lombardi Trophy, and we now know the twelve teams that are going to vie for it. Starting off on Saturday, let's jump into it here. First question for you. I start with you, Maurice. Are the Seattle Seahawks the best team in the NFC? Uh. Even though they're the sixth seed. Yeah, right now, the way they handled Arizona in week 17, and they went out to win it. Arizona went out to win it as much as I think people probably thought they were going to rest some players. They tried to win that game, and Seattle just beat them up physically. So you go in there, you beat the number two team like that. How, I mean, how, first of all, about those Cardinals, like, how dispiriting is that? One to ten. I mean, how concerned are you all of a sudden if you're Bruce Arians after this glorious season that is punctuated now by, by just getting – it handed to you at home. Don't get it twisted. Bruce ain't never, you know, concerned about his team. He's confident. Even when Lane had broke up the ball on Brown late during that game, B.A. was like, get away from my sideline. Like, don't be showing off around my sideline. <laughs> so, he gets it. He understands. Don't get it twisted. They won two in Seattle at first. Seattle just returned the favor, and they won at their home turf. It's just coming off that great Green Bay win, Arizona, you looking at them, Seattle, like this is a totally different team. Now you have games like that. So B.A. understands that. Believe me, you. Whenever they play again, it's going to be a tighter game. Believe me, you. Believe? Yeah, believe. Very Yoda. Yeah, I got <laughs> That's old Southern talk. Did you enjoy, by the way, Ike? I know you and uh, and your boy were excited to see Force Awakens. Did you find it to your yes, liking? Yes, that was my son's second time seeing it. Yeah. My first time. So we got done with workouts early. He wasn't feeling good. So I said, you know what, man, we don't have to sit in the house. Let's go check out these Star Wars. So it took a lot for him not to tell me the whole movie. <laughs> but he did it. But I, I did enjoy the Star Wars movie. Who was your favorite character? I don't have any favorite really? characters. Really? No, I don't. You used to like uh, Jar Jar, but you call him Jar Jar. Jar Jar. We don't say Jar Jar. <laughs> we say Jar Jar. So my favorite character just all the time when you want to talk about the Marvel comics is Joker. That's right. You do love the bad guys in movies, so you must must have liked uh, Rilo Ken. What was it? Kylo. That's Ren. DC yeah. Comics. Black Tie is in my ear. Black Tie with a small victory after a massive defeat last week at the hands of Ike Taylor in one-on-one basketball. How are you feeling these days, Black Tie? Well, yeah, well, now you're on the mic. Yeah, now you need to Just get talk on the to mic. me. There you go. I am doing. I'm doing pretty well. Are you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's fine. It was. A, it was a quick game. Uh, it could, was quick. Could have done better. Could have <laughs> done better. But uh, you know, it's uh, props to Ike. Yeah, I came to play. That's that's not black tie on the basketball court. No, Lanisha. <laughs> 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 you 
You should have some of her. Yeah, I'm gonna get her. Okay. I'm gonna get her. She's man. feisty. That's okay. I play hoop. I play hoop a little bit. We'll okay. see. <laughs> I look forward to that. Now let's say hello to a guy I know has seen uh, Force Awakens. It's uh, I would not say hello. I'm sorry. Let me just do that again. All right. Now, what do you think, uh, Marcus Grant? I know you saw Force Awakens. Twice, Quickly, right? your review. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next. I was sort of disappointed with Kylo Ren. I thought he was like a petulant emo teen. You know, just That's right. Throwing tipper tantrums and, and stuff like that. They should have told us in advance that he was just a kid because it was confusing. It's, I don't want to get into The Force Awakens. But, yeah, did you – I mean, it was weird. that I thought that he was this all-powerful dark side guy, and then over the course of the movie you realize, oh, he's just a child. He's not that uh, uh, powerful after all. No, he's still powerful to be a child. I guess, but shouldn't he have been able to, to do quicker work? Shouldn't he have been able to defeat these mere mortals that he was battling against? Nah, the wisdom ain't there right now. Uh, that's well, right. That's what I figured out by the end. Maybe that's on me. J.J. Abrams maybe did it well, and I didn't uh, absorb the message properly. Anyway, the Seattle Seahawks, Marcus. How where do you come down on them? Are they the team to beat in the NFC? I still think it's the Cardinals. I still think hmm. they are overall the best team in the NFC right now. I think uh, offensively they are more well-rounded than what we've seen out of Seattle. And I know I know Russell Wilson got hot near the end, and and Doug Baldwin had a, a great month at the end of the season. But I still think with the trio of receivers that Arizona has with the way Carson Palmer's played, what we've seen out of David Johnson, I think they are a more well-rounded offense. And defensively, even without Tyron Matthew, I think this group is still just as good as Seattle. So I, I still think they are the team to beat in the NFC. I, I mean, I, I would agree with you, except, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but, boy, that was a bad loss for the Cardinals. They, they got it handed to them. By the way, we're into very important stuff here. So are you what's, – what's the panic level for you if you're a Cardinals fan, Handsome? Well, I don't think it's big. I was going to ask Ike, like, you guys have been in games where you knew you were going to the playoffs in Week 17. And maybe I'm crazy, but do you, can you get up for that Week 17 game in the same way that you would do for a Week 10 game if you know you're already in and this hmm. kind of – That's a good point. you got to get up for every game. But d- you know, but but there, could, no you, could your performance be flat because of that, nah, or is there no excuse? There, just straight up. And we always talk about matchups. And we always talk about finesse teams mm-hmm. and teams that like to brawl. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the Super Bowl, Denver was a finesse team. Yep. They didn't want to go in the trenches. Mm-hmm. But they had a good offense, and everybody thought they just was going to throw points against Seattle. Seattle like, hold up, wait a minute. We like to brawl. Yep. And brawling is done in the trenches. So my O-line is going to – my D-line is going to beat your O-line. And from that point on, that's when you saw how good Seattle was. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Arizona. Arizona, same, Arizona's same, a finesse team. Same kind, of, the same level same kind of offense as Denver when it was in the Super Bowl. Finesse team. Uh, and Seattle's just doing the same thing. They got the recipe. Mm-hmm. They have the recipe. As simple as Seattle is, that makes them great. And now they have Marshawn Lynch coming back. All I know is if I'm the Cardinals right now, I would think that there's an asterisk next to things. Yeah, we can get to the Super Bowl so long as we don't have to play the Seahawks. Somebody else has to knock him off for us. Lane got hurt the corner. Right. Got hurt in the Super Bowl. He's back now. That's right. Your so, that's, that's, his first game back was against Pittsburgh about, what was that, a month or so yes. ago, and they've been a different team since. That's, that's the difference maker. So now you have – Probably a lower class version of Sherman on the other side. Hmm. Not too many people want to see this see this defense. I hear you, and I'll tell you who. I mean, I don't know how what team they'd like to play, but the Packers just all of a sudden are a miserable team. I mean, they what's the point of even making the trip at this point? Except that they do get Kirk Cousins and uh, and your DC team there, Ike. You're big on Kirk Cousins. You've led the charge for Kirk since August. You have been proven correct. 
I wanted to say that that team is going to knock off somebody in the first round because they're, I mean, they're tough matchups all over the place. All of a sudden with Deshaun Jackson, suddenly you drop him into the mix and how do you handle what all that they have going on out there? Crowder's dynamite and, and uh, Pierre Garçon and, and Jordan Reed. I mean, I, even the Seahawks uh, could struggle against that group. Nah, it's matchups. <laughs> it, it, again, with matchups, Green Bay is not known for stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Green Bay isn't too bad secondary-wise stopping the pass. So you got a team in the Washington Redskins that's not good at the run, even though they like to pass. Man, you got all these pass rushers mm-hmm. for Green Bay who like to get to the quarterback. Clay, mm-hmm. um, who else we got? Peppers. 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 You got those guys who love pinning their ears back and getting to the quarterback. You got a secondary man who's very athletic. So that's when the matchups, the perimeter guys versus the perimeter guys, if we were talking about a team like the Carolina Panthers versus the Green Bay Packers, then I'm going to say, man, I'm going to go with Carolina because, good point, yeah. because because of the running game. Green Bay is not built to stop run. They're built to get ahead because they have A-Rod as the quarterback, and usually they're up 10-0, 14-3. And now I'm from the D.C., man. I'm calling these radical blitzes. I'm getting to the quarterback. But, heck, man, if I'm down – 7-3, it's a little bit different on my play calling. Well, in the NFC side, in the wild card, I think this is going to be a fun shootout on uh, on Sunday evening. Maurice, do you agree with that assessment that both these teams are going to put up a lot of points against each other, Packers and D.C.? No, definitely. I think the Packers secondary, they don't have – you move D'Angelo Hall from safety or from corner to safety. You have Will Blackman in there playing a guy, kind of a journeyman, a couple other pieces around there. Um, and they, they really don't have a big pass rush. I mean, you don't see a pass rush. When Kellen Moore can throw for 400 yards on you, it's scary to see what Aaron Rodgers can do in that in the receiving core. I think the biggest thing, though, is Eddie Lacy has to get going in that game so they can do play-action pass. We just did the game previews for that, or I did the game previews for that game. And if Eddie Lacy can get to going, they can do play-action pass, it's going to be a long day for the Redskins. Because, again, like I said, that offensive line for uh, for the Redskins, they've done a great job of containing one or two pass rushers. When you have five, is that's what the Packers, they're going to send five at you. And then Clay's going to be one blitzing for the Mike linebacker position on your back. If Alfred Morris can't pick up the blitz or Matt Jones or whoever's back there, it's going to be a problem for him. By the way, I uh, where are my manners? I wanted to promote the fact that you got to be watching NFL now live seven days a week. Ike and Maurice and a bunch of other people doing great work on that and programming notes starting next Tuesday, I believe. It's going to be on the network in the early morning. Check it out. It's a little bit of an experiment to see Ike and Maurice already. See, they look at look at the uh, the immediate ascent that they've made here at NFL Media. We just try to be ourselves. Well, keep on That's doing it, fellas, when we, and uh, make sure you watch them next Tuesday, whatever the date would be for that. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but uh, Ike and Maurice and the rest of the gang doing that. Marcus, what do you say about – let's jump over to the Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game. Talk about a potential shootout here. And I know it's A.J. McCarron, but, you know, the Steelers struggled and lost to Ryan Mallett, and Austin Davis had a moment in the third quarter. Roethlisberger threw another miserable interception, and they had the ball deep in Pittsburgh territory. Austin Davis gave, gave it right back at 14-9. to They punched that one in instead. The game might have played out very differently, and that would have been the worst thing of all for the Steelers, or at least for me as a Steelers fan. If they blow that game – and they and the Jets lose to the Bills, and the Steelers still don't get in. Don't worry about it, Eichel. I, I get excited just thinking about it. it. Makes me upset. Shaq was ready to fire everybody. <laughs> I can I can imagine. The, the one thing I would say about AJ McCarron is that 
he has shown through two games that he's not scared of it. That's right. And I know. I mean, I I chalk it up to when you have a chest tattoo like that, it shows that you have an undue amount of self confidence. Um, but he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. I mean, he did it against Denver. Mm-hmm. He did it last week, and the numbers weren't spectacular. But he is willing to challenge defenses. The one thing he that throws I, a better deep ball straight up than Andy Dalton probably ever does. did. I mean, and he's got the weapons to take advantage. That's of. certainly yeah. You can certainly have that conversation. I, the one thing that worries me if I'm a Steelers fan is that in the division that offense hasn't been quite as dynamic as we've seen elsewhere. I mean, the last couple of weeks they had the Ravens, they had the Browns, and they got the win obviously against Cleveland on Sunday. They weren't spectacular in doing it and against the Ravens they really struggled to get anything going offensively and you just wonder whether that you know that that issue of these two teams know each other so well they played twice a year for however many years now that Ben's been there whether or not they at least know some things to try and defend this offense a little bit I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals figure out a way to win this game one thing that's come to fruition again that Ike Taylor called back in August is the rounding in the shape of the Steelers' defense. Now, nobody's confusing it with the Blitzburg years or with the 2008 Steelers or the Steelers' uh, steel curtain of the 70s, but it has gotten – it's quietly generated, inconsistent though it might be. They've gotten a little more heat on the QB. They're playing a little bit better, Ike, like you said they would over the course of the season. Yeah, Coach T is more concerned about turnovers. You know, when, when they're winning games That's right. a lot – they causing turnovers. When they're losing games, the defense are not creating turnovers. So that's Coach T emphasis. Back in the day, man, when we played, it was all about the bully system. You know what I'm saying? Like you knew when you hmm. played Pittsburgh back in the day, it was going to take you two weeks to recover. Right now it's not like that with Pittsburgh. He likes his pass rushers. His his front seven probably – he got like four or five, four or five first rounders on their front seven. Mm-hmm. Shazier, mm-hmm. LT, Cam, um, Jarvis Timmons, you uh, said Hayward, we too. It's a second line, rounder, yeah. but, yeah. He, he he got a lot of guys in their front seven. That's what he emphasizes, man. I'm, I'm, what's the strength of my defense? And it's my outside linebackers, my linebackers, and my D-line, not my secondary. Because secondary, you got a lot of fourth, uh, fifth, third-round guys back there, so they understand the weakness to that defense, and, and they get all that. But a lot of these guys, they're getting experience because they're young in the secondary. Next year, they'll be better, but at the same time, he likes to go to his strength. This is not the old Pittsburgh defense. Your strength to this team is the offense. You know what I'm saying? So when teams are putting up a lot of points, I get it because that's not the strength. But when I what I do, I need my team to put up more points. That's why you see the familiarity with the, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Ravens. I tell people all the time, when you play a divisional game, take the record out. Cause we know I know that's an old cliche, but you know now that we're into round three of this right. thing, and they had some nasty stuff going on in Cincy just a few weeks ago. Who does that favor, if anybody? It, it really doesn't favor nobody. I mean, if anything, man, I look at it, it's your, it's your favor Ben and the Steelers. You know what I'm saying? You you still got guys who've been to playoffs, won Super Bowls. Earl been two Super, been three three Super Bowls, one two. Ben been to three, one two. Um, uh, Debo, aka James Harrison, he's been to three. Willie Gay was around. Willie you said Gay, Heath Lawrence Miller, Timmons. right? Like these guys been around, so they understand. It, it's not a lot of guys, but it's enough guys. And I showed you the text from Coach T. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you raised Will Gay to be a team leader. He's a heck of a dude. When you raise guys like that, man, to be unselfish, unselfish. It's going to be sometimes in the offseason, man, where they make these critical offseason uh, transactions, and you're like, dang, I didn't put all this hard work in. I didn't got all these picks. Hmm. You've been coming to me for the game plan, but you don't want to pay me. 
But I think Gay has earned his just due, and I think he will get paid this offseason. But it's a lot of team veteran guys on that team, and they're having they're their best when they're having fun. Hmm. Well, about that, uh, well, you know what? First, uh, Handsome, in your all your years over there in the U.K. as a young child, watching Dan Marino, your beloved 13, sling it around to Clayton and Duper and the rest – on up, you then got to see Jerry Rice and all of that and Randy Moss and Marvin Harrison. Where does this run that Antonio Brown has been on the last three years? I mean, the catch totals are off the charts. 129, now 136 in the last two years. Where's A.B.'s little run here stack up with the all-time great eras for a wide receiver? I don't know. The ones that I've seen, I would say that, that Jerry Rice has had that sort of five, six-year span when he was at his very best. Uh, I think Randy Moss in his rookie season and then beyond was terrific. But this guy, is in, he's incredible. I think the, the one thing that's happened the last couple of weeks is it almost seems like Ben's going, him t- going to him too much, especially when D'Angelo Williams got hurt yesterday. They kept going back and back and targeting him the whole time. Is that true, and, Mike? Yeah, I think sometimes he goes to the well too much with A.B., but, heck, A.B. is that guy. You know, 1,800 yards in one season. Oh, I'm, I would. I'm, I'm going to continue to say, man, all these guys that we talking about, six-plus. Meaning they six feet and over. This guy we're talking about at number five ten. Right, right. So when you got a guy who's five ten and dominating the NFL, even with double coverage, sometimes triple coverage, like we saw two times yesterday, man, the man got a long gain on double coverage, and the next one, man, he scored a touchdown. And these NFL corners slash safeties going against one guy, and they're finding a way to thread the needle, put up points, and get yards. So that's why you got to give this guy all the props, man, because he's a tiny guy, but he's playing big. Marcus Grant, how say you? Where does this AB three-year run stack up with the all-time great uh, receiver production that you've ever seen? Uh, I mean, it's up there. I, you know, I, you talk about, you know, you're a Niners guy. I Go ahead Niners and say guy. eighty. I was gonna say, I mean, Rice, I think is the best because you know. I didn't say who's was, the better player overall. I said in three years, though, the, these numbers can't be. Beat. I do, but I do think Rice had a better three-year stretch. But I think Antonio Brown is, uh, you know, he's probably well, touchdowns, not far behind. Fewer catches. True but also in an era that favors quarterbacks and wide receivers more than that. All right. Well, Joe Montana and Steve Young. All right, you have Roethlisberger, who will go down as one of the all-time greats, too, so let's call that a wash. But the Niners did like throwing it a lot more than any other team in that era. The, I think Not like the, they ground anybody. They I think one of the other things is that the Niners, you know, they certainly emphasized the short passing game a whole lot more. So you, a lot of times getting the ball to Jerry Rice was kind of an extended handoff. Um Although you know, early in his career, he was definitely a deep threat for that offense. But yeah, look, Antonio Brown. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. Dude, dude's up there. Maurice, you played in one playoff game, or you played in one playoff uh, season, and uh, what was that like for a new gang? I mean, it, you know, that group hadn't been around. I'm trying to think of who all oh, they was. did. They went the. They you went had Gerard two, two years before they played New England the wild card. Uh, 2005. So it was the same group of guys. Oh, it was. All right. So then what did those guys who'd been in that mix impart to you that was different? What did, what did they say before? This week running up, a lot of those Bengals guys are going to be – well, actually, they've been down the road and have come up short. Right. So what are they saying to A.J. McCarron right now? You know, I don't know what they're, they're going to say to us. They really didn't say anything. The practice tempo just heightened. Hmm. I mean, it went from, you know, uh, to – it was crazy. I mean, guys, we the first practice, everyone, they were tackling, and then Jack had to take all the pads off. And he was like, look, we're not going pads the rest of the, the, rest of the time we're here because it's just too intense. And so I thought 
when you see that, now you know how serious it is. You see guys doing the extra work. I mean, we talked about it on Sunday. Guys doing the extra work, guys staying after, quarterbacks working on their steps, working on timing routes, DBs uh, out there shadowing receivers, you know, having receivers, the practice squad receivers run the concept they think they're going to see. Those are the little things that people do in the playoffs because, again, it's one and done. There is no next week, and so you have to come out and win. That's what makes it. That's what makes it so important. And it's not like basketball or baseball when you get three or four tries at the team. Like no, this is one time you have to be on your game, and if you're not, it's over. And so I think when you see that, a lot of players, it's crazy. I mean, I was telling you guys, I was going to bed at like five o'clock every night because I was trying to get rest. <laughs> you know, and so it's. Uh, I think what AJ McCurry, that seems a little early. Yeah, it was early, <laughs> but I had to get it. I you didn't get even it. get to watch entertainment tonight. I didn't get to watch anything. To bed. I didn't get to watch anything. <laughs> I went home, ate dinner, went to bed. This is all it was. But I think what AJ AJ McCarron's going to see is that confidence that he he shows now. It's going to get to test. They're going to test that and see how how confident you really are. And I think last time Pittsburgh did, they you know he he had some doubts in his head because he threw two picks and a pick six. Mm-hmm. And so you can be confident, but it's going to get tested come uh, come this weekend, and we're going to see how how good he really is. Handsome. Uh, the other thing that's going on, talk about a young QB and you know versus a veteran guy. This Broncos stuff is crazy. I you know so they put in Peyton on Sunday. I don't. I mean he was largely even by his own admission a passenger. Not to pull off. Right. Yeah, he was. It was not like he won the game, right. but the energy was uh, unmistakably different. Although if they had made the same switch, anytime a, a little bit too much being made out of oh the stadium came alive when Peyton came on the field. Yeah, that's what happens when you put the backup in. The place gets uh, <laughs> excited. Were you on the field? That was before. You were in Pittsburgh, wasn't it, the Tommy Maddox year? Was that your rookie year, actually? No, that was my rookie year. Do you, when, when Tommy Maddox came in to the game, I remember I was in the stadium that day when he walked out there against the Browns, and you won that game. The place came alive. They pulled Cordell. That's the, that's the dynamic. Well, of that, was, that, was, that was 2002, so a year before me. Oh, it was well, the year we, we had the same scenario when, when Tommy got hurt. Oh, right, and, yeah. And Seven had to come in like – Yeah, odd four in Baltimore. Stadium went crazy. Mm-hmm. And we weren't even at a home field. Stadium went crazy, so we knew what time it was. So I get what you're saying. They always want the second-string quarterback yeah. until the second-string quarterback realizes that he's a second-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys fans found out what happens when you put in your backups uh, this yes. year, including backups. on Sunday. with yes. Ka- yeah. Kellen Moore was the backup to the backup to the backup. Handsome, though. What do you make of- – I mean, this is so uh, such nonsense. Like Gary Kubiak's actually going to now start, start Brock Osweiler. There's no way that's going to happen, He's not going right? back to him. Yeah, yeah, he's not going back to him. I think the strange thing is that that you know the the Broncos got home field advantage through the playoffs. That might actually, if they are going to start Peyton, that might not be the best thing for them. If, the, if because Peyton's of the cold, because of the cold, see, we've I, seen it. We've seen it in. See, De- I mean, I know that that's insane, and there's like 51 other players, but we've seen it in Denver before. We saw it with Peyton in the playoffs. You know, I think Peyton kind of learned from sitting. Mm-hmm. That's why I think people don't understand. What like, do you mean, learn from sitting? He's a forty-year-old man handing the ball off. Oh, Pro- right. Peyton probably handed the ball off more games yeah. than he ever had. <laughs> That's probably right. Usually, Peyton is calling checks, and he wants to get that ball out of his hands. Now, you know what? This is how I'm gonna get the ball out of my hands. Well, you I'm gonna hand the ball right, off. That he was throwing the ball. He wasn't throwing the ball over five yards really in the right. beginning. I mean. That's going to be their game plan. Their game plan is going to be hold, take care of the ball and let the defense win the game for you. And as you saw, San Diego was so, so scared of Peyton. They were in cover two the whole time and let them run the ball down their throat. When you the play game. cover two, man, you can run the ball. And them two running backs were Hillman and Anderson. One went for 100, the other one for 90. Hillman had 100, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Hillman yeah. had 100. Anderson, Anderson, had, Anderson 90. had 90. So th- that's the recipe. Like him sitting down, I'm, I'm sure it hurt him. 
but it kind of opened his eyes like, hey, Peyton, you ain't got it no more. You, you had it, but you ain't got it. But this is what you can do. You hand, they hand the ball off to these two young studs behind you. Give us a chance. Mm-hmm. But then, okay, if, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you say Brock Osweiler? You have because, to. Because no one respects Brock. You, no one he had his opportunity. Him. Like, Brock, we keep talking about Brock. Other than that, yeah, he's 5-2 as a mm-hmm. starter. I get that. But other than that New England game, he didn't Brock, do much. Brock ain't been doing too much because right. you go up 28 against Pittsburgh, they come back. Mm-hmm. You do, His second half passer rating oh. hasn't been good at all. And as a quarterback, you want that of a quarterback. Okay, my quarterback can start off slow. But, man, in that third and fourth quarter, don't nobody want to see him. You're saying the opposite with Brock. And that's what you don't want to see as a, t- as a team, as a teammate, as a GM. Mark so is great. So Go if, ahead. Sorry, just if the, the Broncos are going to see either Pittsburgh or Kansas City probably in, in, in one of those games, if it gets to halftime of the divisional playoff They could get the Texans. But, oh, they, but one, okay. But it gets to halftime of the divisional playoff round and, and they're not winning. Can you, at that point, can you bring Brock back in? Nah, I don't. I mean, he's done for the. That's what I believe as well. I mean, I think I think Brock's just done overall until next year. Don't get me wrong; he's the future. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is next he? year, ne- next year they're gonna try him. I think he's gonna, gonna get. Try him. He'll get the shot next year. And no disrespect to, to Brock, but I don't think he's like that. The the crazy thing is, how do you go back and forth through QBs? I mean, to the Texans have done it, the Broncos have done it. Like, what well, what are you thinking? Just the Cowboys, obviously, with their backups, but. Pick a guy and just roll with him. It is crazy to look at how the – all these teams, so many of the teams that got into the postseason did it in spite of playing flip-flop and quarterbacks by choice or by injury. Marcus Grant, speaking of injuries, I legitimately, and I'm not. this isn't hyperbole, I can't recall in 15 years of watching the Patriots in their dynastic run have Tom Brady take as many shots as I've seen him take in just the last two weeks. He's getting brutalized out there, right? I mean, which in the AFC – that would be the team that you would say, well, clearly they're the best team. They're the, the heavy favorite to, to get to the Super Bowl. But not like this, not without an offensive line and Tom Brady getting beaten up every play. Not without an offensive line. And eventually not without anybody for him to throw the football to. I mean, I know that's always been the talking point with Tom Brady is that he's never had a lot of great receivers. You know, he had Randy Moss. You know, Wes Welker did some nice things. Julian Edelman's been okay. But eventually if there's nobody out there to make plays, and I think we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers a little bit where he's got receivers who can't get separation, who can't get open, and you just see Rodgers back there holding the football and taking sacks. At some point, unless the Patriots can get somebody healthy who can make some plays, Brady's going to suffer the same fate. Brandon LaFell wasn't that guy this year. Uh, you know, Danny Amendola, I think we've seen the best of, of him so far in his career. And Julian Edelman, if, if he's not 100% healthy, can't be that guy either. I mean, who else? There's Gronk, but after that, who else do you count on if you're the Patriots to try to throw the football to? Well, let's talk about that. Start off with you, Handsome. Who has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? The Peyton Manning Broncos? No the AFC, Brock Oswald? No, no, no AFC teams winning the Super Bowl. No no team I would put. I would you don't put, think Tom Brady, put, if he gets there, will have a chance? I'm telling you, I would put the Panthers. Right now, if you said of the playoff field, I would put the Panthers, Cardinals, and Seahawks in some order ahead of any AFC team before we even get started. I over agreed with that. On, over Pittsburgh. Sa- on Sunday morning, I would have agreed with that. But now, I don't agree with it. Ike, think about First of all, what signi- what what uh, practically speaking, they have lost now. The Panthers have, they've lost two of their. Now Josh Norman is probably their best cover corner, but they've lost their their two and three cover corners now. How much is that going to hurt that defense? 
Uh, not too much because you still got Cam. So right now you got to look at Cam like a Tom Brady. As long as Cam on the field, man, mm. I got a chance. Yep. Just take the defense off. As long as Cam on the field, I got a chance. We're talking about this in the green room, me and MJD. What's the strength to a Carolina defense? Uh, the front seven. And the linebackers. So there you go. Yeah, right. right. You got Real Luke. Enough. You got uh, Davis Jr. Who's the other kid, MJ? Uh, Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson. You got them. Them three guys are the key to your defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Wheels you, all over, man. Your, they front are four, fast. your front four are beasts. But that linebacker core, that's the strength to your team other than Cam Newton. Yeah, we're going to talk about Greg and what he's been doing. He's a Pro Bowl corner. But don't get it twisted, man. That core, that strength is their linebacker crew. Maurice, who's, what's your answer? Well, give me a couple teams that you think have the best chance to win. Let's, uh, we could go top to bottom. Who's got the worst chance to win? The Houston Texans, right? That's what we're no, – I, w- I would say uh, – I would probably say the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Packers or the Vikings. One. I mean, that division is. It seems like it would have been better if Green Bay would have won and they played each other, and then Pittsburgh, or then uh, Seattle went to to Washington. But right now, Seattle dominated Minnesota and Minnesota already. I agree. Minnesota kind of hurt itself by yeah. winning the division. Right. They would have been better off to right at the end say like, all right, everybody. Mike Zimmer would have done well to like get the whole team together in the fourth quarter and be like, all right, I think we've proven the point that we could win this game, but we should lose it. Shit. So we we'll just you, stay you here always, in the hotel for the week and then we'll beat them next week. Shit. You always play to win, but exactly. I mean, it just so happened that they they drew the the card of a team that that's going to be completely healthy. Um, it, it is what it is, but. I, I would say if I'm looking at the AFC, a team that I thought that has a chance, Pittsburgh I think has a great chance because even though their defense isn't the best, I mean they can put up points with anybody and their defense causes turnovers. Uh, they have, Why am I the only one, though, who seems to you be aware of the fact that the Steelers haven't scored 30 points the against two, the Ravens or the Browns in it, the last it's, couple it's, of weeks? It's not about – When they had they to have, have these games. The, 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 and they, they, they have – Well, the they, they had to have the Browns and they won it. They All have right. a chance. They've done it before. They've done it for for a. They better beat the Austin Davis Browns when the <laughs> when the word is on Sunday morning. Hey, the whole front office is out. Like yeah, but they better be able to handle that team. Check no, it's a divisional really. game, right? Mm-hmm. And we just saw Atlanta. What? Oh. Who they beat? Carolina. We just saw Atlanta beat Carolina. All right, so that's fair. All of a sudden, we just gonna act like these divisional games don't count. If you if you see somebody twice a day, you gonna get familiar with that person. Mm-hmm. You see somebody once a year. You're not going to get familiar with that person. Same thing in football, Shaq. All right, that's a fair point. So, handsome, I turn to you. Who is the most – give me another team. Do you like the Seahawks over the Cardinals and Panthers ultimately because their path would go through D.C., then to Carolina, and then presumably to Phoenix, Arizona. You like that path? Before this week, I thought that the Cardinals were the best team in the NFL. Right, or the be- Probably the best team in the NFL. After what I saw yesterday – I don't necessarily agree, but I think the Cardinals at their best this season versus the Seahawks at their best this season, which let's hope they're playing, you know, if they if they end up playing each other in, in, a, sure. in a divisional round or a conference championship game, that's what would happen. I think the Cardinals at their best would beat the Seahawks at their best. Really? What I've seen, from what I've seen, I mean, yeah, from, from what I've seen through this, at their best this season. Keep in mind, though, that, I mean, the Seahawks are looking at having to go on the road three times potentially to get to right. a Super Bowl. The last two Not years. Not potentially. That's their only way. That's the last done, though. The last two years, everything has come through Seattle. Last year, they had home field advantage. Before the, that, remember they went they went to Washington? They beat Robert Griffin III. Then they almost beat the Falcons. Falcons. Right. And Matt Ryan uh, put them, you know, pushed them down the field hey, for picture, a long time. Picture this. The, during, that's, during, a fair, that's a good point, actually. Picture this. During crunch time, which quarterback – don't see ghosts when they get hit. 
Carson Palmer see ghosts. Yep. He don't like because it's still in the back of his head when he played Pittsburgh. Watch, watch my ankles, watch my knees. So when you start hitting Carson, man, and he starts seeing ghosts. You know who Russell, else is like that? R- Russell Wilson. One thing we could, Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't like that. Russell? He's getting skittish back there. One thing he's about making Russell. bad choices lately. Because, One thing about Russell scared. Wilson. He don't, he don't see ghosts. He don't see ghosts, man. He's not your That's prototypical. Can't catch up with him. He's not your. <laughs> my point exactly. He's not your prototypical height. His delivery isn't too good, but when it gets crunch time, you know what he can do? I can shake off and I yep. can move. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you look at when the pressure gets cooking. Yeah, guys start the Tennessee ghost, man. I'm seeing A-Rod. I've never seen A-Rod see ghosts. Oh. A-Rod is seeing ghosts right ghost now. now. And, but because he's getting hit yep. multiple times. I think Seattle did one thing, and we were talking about it yesterday. They changed their center position, and that, that solidified that offensive line. And now he can step up in the pocket. He can move. And, it, and, and then he hasn't taken a lot of hits. And so even with – we could say Arizona's not at full strength and this and that. Yes, they are. Ain't nobody – everybody in that game played on Sunday. They were at full strength. Hmm. Only well, team that the was – They play, didn't field on, 10 guys. They fielded 11. Only team that wasn't at full strength was Seattle, I want to say, uh, uh, Seattle and, and, uh, and Carolina because Carolina didn't have Jonathan Stewart. All the teams in the playoffs, they were all at full strength on week 17 except for those two. It's crazy how we talking about Seattle and they won all these games without the beast mode. Without beast mode. It's crazy how we talking about the Carolina Panthers and they won all them games without Calvin Benjamin. And, and so you got to find Jonathan a way. Stewart. And think about Jonathan Stewart's been out the last yeah. couple of weeks too. And Matt, and that's the key to. The I offense. agree that that's a huge X factor. And speaking of X factors, how come nobody's mentioned my team, the Chiefs? Well, the Steelers are my in my heart, my team. But the Chiefs were my pick in the. Uh, in They're the limping preseason. in. They're limping in. Shake. Defensively, the Chiefs are fine. The offense is are they like, are they fine though? Because you just D Ford's in the uh, concussion yeah, program. I mean, I'm like, Justin, I'm like Justin Houston. Houston back. Justin Houston is day to day, and Ali's still banged up. You got three guys coming off an of injury. Yeah, if Justin Houston can go, though, they. I mean, they're they're just like offensively. It's just like, eh. I mean, there's, but that's there's, been the, they get the job season, done though. They get that's it been the case for the last five, ten years for the Chiefs. They're <laughs> different, man. They're, they're different than they've though. been in the last couple of years. Took, they're Jeremy Macklin Houston. has changed that off. I took Houston over KC. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you're great. You're greasy. I, I did. <laughs> but, but but here's why. In December, Houston has the best defense. Oh yeah. In the league. Third down and with Coach LeBeau always they got talking. The, that JJ doesn't play. have that thing with, with on Coach, his hand. Coach anymore. LeBeau talks about getting off on third down. They're the best in the NFL getting off on third down. Whether That's it's third and two, third and eight in December. And JJ Watt, somebody woke that man up. That's somebody like, woke him up because he was asleep. That so, was that was like the Giants the year they won the Super Bowl. They had the best two minute offense. Yes, it's just a stat like yeah, and then guess what? They went to Super Bowl. It, it happened down, down to a two-minute yeah, offense. Down to a, yeah. Third down conversion. So, J.J. White and company got Warfolk, got Clowney coming back, man. The secondary has got, got scorched. They got scorched in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Now they starting to tighten things Johnson up. and Jackson, his corners wow. are nice. That's why I like the Chiefs so much. I like their, I like their secondary. But, see, I, I didn't see Parker get done up by Sammy. Like, we keep talking, but I didn't see – it's, it's hard for him to, to, to move. Going straight ahead, that's, that's the thing about the tall corners. They're good at going vertical. But once you get them come out and get in them breaks and going lateral, it be hard for them. Only a few corners can do that. That's why Marcus Peters so good because he's tall and he can move laterally just as well as going vertically. Huh. That's what makes him kind of special. Parker, man, he's good at going lateral. I mean, he's good at going vertical, but can he go lateral? Hey, Black Tie just whispered in my ear, maybe Ike Taylor's responsible for J.J. Watt's uh, turnaround because you said he was overrated. That's what Black Tie just said. I said that. See? Oh, Maurice. <laughs> what about that, Black It was Maurice who did the turnaround. Yeah. 
<laughs> one of them. To, see, he one of them. Got you. It, one of them. I beat he seven, said it was one seven of them. Two. Well, I beat her seven two. Because <laughs> on the basketball call, I call her. Yeah, I beat her. And here I call him Black Tiger. Was, was she over there? Over there, over there like Josh Norman got in trouble for talking like that. I'd be careful. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Next up, uh, the worst team, the team least likely to uh, to run the table here. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm with Maurice. I think it's the Green Bay Packers right now. There's just there's so many issues there. And it's, this is coming from a team that we were 6-0, and and, you know, they were in the discussion for, you know, see how long they could go undefeated. And whether it's injuries, guys just not playing well, um, I, they are they are a mess right now. Uh, handsome? I think the, I think the Vi- although the Vikings beat them yesterday, I think the Vikings are the worst team. I think they're the least likely to do it because they don't have the special Aaron Rodgers. They're not, they don't have that one guy who could take over a game. The they, got Adrian, the Vikings? they got Adrian yeah. Peterson. But I, you might have been talking about the Redskins don't have a guy that. Well, they also don't have a guy. <laughs> I, well, but I, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is more likely to come up with that moment of brilliance or moments of brilliance or take over a game than than uh, than AP is going to. You you know why it's not? Offensive line struggle pass pass. Protection. I'm saying he could overcome all of that. Right, stuff. No, no, it's not no, likely he, to. He happen. have it. He have it. That's I know what I'm saying. He has it. It's not likely to happen. Rushing basically. game, been struggling. Oh, receivers can't get off the press. They struggle. Honey bun lacy. So what what that makes what that makes A Rod? It makes A Rod struggle. You know what I'm saying? If one of those positions, pass protection, running game, receivers, if one of those positions can help A Rod, just one of them. Just one of them. Then we can start talking about the A Rod that we know. Yep. Other than that, man, A Rod gonna continue to see ghosts. Who so I mean the two guys who I have perpetuated as much as anybody else, I've always said Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen play, but he has proven himself to be mortal. He can't overcome anything that's thrown at him, and Jordy Nelson was uh was the straw that broke the camel's back in my head for him because he was productive no matter what else was going on with that offense. The year that the the Steelers played that Packers offense in the Super Bowl, they didn't have a good offensive line that year. They it, it was Jordy. Like that's what, I know. See, that's what I remember him making plays. Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, all of them had success because you got a guy who can take the top off, Jordy Nelson. And if you watch my uh, top 100, I call the man White Chocolate. I call him <laughs> White Chocolate for a reason. Like the man is that good. He's deceptive. Got long speed. He always gets open. He know how to use his body. Every time A Rod needed a go-to guy, it was Jordy Nelson. You right. know what I'm saying? Now we're looking for Randall Cobb. So we get we see we're like Randall. We paid you all this money in the offseason. Where are you? It's been Jordy. Because Jordan, man, he takes the top off the roof. He's the guy you got a game plan for. No, Don't nobody game plan against Randall Cobb. We're not game planning Randall Cobb. I'm game planning against Jordan. So now you have one more one-on-one matches in the middle with strong safeties, linebackers, your third slot cornerbacks on other teams. And Cobb, and, and Cobb had a field day. Cobb ain't having a field day right now when Jordan's not on that field. I'll tell you, it is uh, it is crazy. To Handsome's point, you're probably right. The three best teams in the NFL are – and there are some years where the two best teams are even in the same division. Most, recent, like, most recently, it was the Seahawks and 49ers. And, by the way, the thing broke. They had to go through one another to see who would, uh, would get to the Super Bowl. And then the Ravens and Steelers and Odd 8 were the two best teams in the NFL, and you guys played each other in the, in the title game there. But this is the three best teams, two of them, the Cardinals and Seahawks, and then you throw in the Panthers. Uh, but I, I still – and your point, I would say the Seahawks are the prohibitive favorite because of how they've been playing and how, like, you uh, – Ike has convinced me that physical ball is what wins in January. Oh. And it wins in December. Have you not noticed? Yeah, no, I have. You're right. And the, and the teams turn more and more to the running game and everything else. Um, 
Except that what Marga said, now they have to go on the road three straight times to get there, so that's not as nice as – I mean, that what what the game – of all the NFC potential games that could be played, even more than seeing Panthers and Cardinals, Seahawks at Panthers will be a any nasty – Any of those – any of those – No, but Seahawks and Panthers will be a nasty affair. Remember the Giants went on the road when they won their Super Bowl? They won – They went Green Bay. Tampa, Green Bay, and I want to say they went somewhere else. I forgot the other NFC place. But that Green Bay game where Plexico Burris kind of beat up Al Harris a little bit. Right. You got sometimes you gotta do listen, we just go all we wanna do is get to the dance. You get me to the dance, if I gotta go pick her up at her house all the time <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna keep dancing. That's all <laughs> I wanna do. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't no, no we ain't black time. That. That's our quote of the show, by the way. I like that one very much about the Seattle Seahawks. Attribute it to Maurice Jones Drew. I like that one quite a bit. I'll go pick her up at her house. Seattle don't house. tell where they play at right now. Nah, we'll play you on the I like I what I don't wanna be is I you know who I don't like being is the fifteen and one or fourteen and two team that's supposed to win yep. and has everything. That that is a different level of pressure. As I always say, there are a lot of teams that don't, and a lot of individuals that don't do well with Sposta. You don't want the curse of Sposta on you when you're supposed to beat a team in the playoffs. Man, that's a that's a heap of pressure. Some coaches know how to work around that. Belichick prominently doesn't regularly get upset in the postseason. But you look back, Marty Schottenheimer couldn't handle I mean, how many times did his teams have – were they were supposed to win the game and they just couldn't do it? And you could see they played tight, whether it was the Chargers or the Browns or the Chiefs. And the same thing with Bill Cowher, Steelers. A lot of times they were supposed to. They were big favorites to, to knock off whoever, and they couldn't handle it. And, they, and you could see it. They played tight. Suddenly they were making mistakes that they never made – all season long. I don't like that curse of supposed to. I could see if you have a devil-may-care attitude, you let your hair down and roll, or you got to have the right kind of coach. Pete Carroll seems that way to me. He sort of has a, a free-spirited way, and that seems to permeate the locker room. We, we, we saw some on the game on Sunday. When your starters are playing special teams with oh. Seattle. Ooh. This, message. Sending a message. Yeah. Like, we're we trying to win games. Yeah, right, yeah. Hey, real quick before we wrap up, I want to say uh, I wanted uh, you to because it was cool stuff. You guys uh, really enjoyed Marcus Peters bowing down to Charles Woodson, literally as well as figuratively at the end of the game, twenty years and all that. And uh, you know, Marcus Peters, a rookie, uh, probably defensive uh, rookie of the year, bowing down to one of the great to play the position of all time. Maurice, did you have a moment like that with anybody? Who's your who? Who did you uh, idolize? We were talking oh, about yeah. that yesterday. No, it was Barry Sanders. That that was uh, something. First time we get to meet him, it was crazy. I was I've never been starstruck before. That was a, that was one person, man. Are you in the league at this point? Yeah, I was. I was uh, maybe year two or three ish, maybe four, and I got a chance to meet him. It was wild, and to hear him say like, "Oh, I, I like your game, and you're one of my favorite running backs to watch." And I, I wake up to make sure I turn on Jacksonville. Was like. Okay, well, I gotta keep this. I gotta keep this thing going. Right? <laughs> I gotta make sure I do that. So it, it was awesome to uh, see. Yeah, that's that. marvelous. Who's and Ike? Who did? Uh, who was it hard for you to say goodbye to? Either oh, man. they tipped their hat to you or vice nah, versa. I'm tipping my hat to Troy Polamalu. I got an opportunity just to practice and watch this guy. This guy was in my wedding. He's in my will. Like he's just one of those. He's guys. literally in your will. He's just like one of those. What do I have to do? Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) He's just one of those special guys, man. When you you see a guy who can instinctively just play football, like everything he did, he trusts his ability, he trusts himself. He was a game changer. Not to mention, man, he was probably the most humbling guy you can run your eyes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, How many guys in in that you're aware of have free reign to do what they want on a football field? J.J. Watts won. 
Is that right, JJ Watt? They, he, they pick, he pick and choose on that on the offensive line who, who he wants, wants to go against. A honey badger has free reign, right? He gets to it, he gets he to play the guessing of, game. He, sometimes he reminds me of a young Troy. When you got guys who just have that kind of instincts, you gotta just let them use their spotter senses. You have to. You have it's a God given thing. You got them. You gotta let them boys just use their spotter senses, man. Because if they say they got a feeling, let them go. It's pretty much a good feeling. Handsome Hank, did you meet? You got to meet Marino, right? I thought you were going to set me up. It had to be you. I thought the answer. Oh no, had to be you then. But no, yeah, I got to. But no, this is an I, ongoing. I this is an ongoing That's slow the way burn. To your personnel. What? I thought you were trying to set them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I didn't play football, so it wasn't like. But I, but yeah, I got to meet him. That was cool. Was it a positive experience? I met him twice actually. I met him once. When was, was he nice? Well, when I was ten. I ran away from home. The Dolphins came and played the 49ers in London in, like, 1988. He ran away from home. I ran away. I told my parents <laughs> I was going to the movies. I went to a place called Crystal Palace, which is where they practiced, and I got to catch a pass from him and throw the ball to Mark Clayton afterwards, and then they were, no and, way! And they were like, what think? are you doing here? And I told them I ran away from home. They told me to go home. <laughs> How funny is that? Right behind you there, you can see there the picture sometime. There's me at about 10 years old sitting on Dan Marino's knee. How about that? That's very That's when he was 18 and had a big yeah. perm. Yep. Those are my sisters there, too. They're the, they didn't care as much as I You did. ain't sit on his knee. I was a, well, maybe my sister That's Debbie. A girl. That's a girl, knee. Dave. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Marcus, did you get to cross paths with your uh, your idol? I, I did once. I actually I got to meet Marcus Allen, who, you know, for my money was one of the best, maybe the best all-around running back. Certainly was one of the first guys I remember really watching. My first memories of watching football were Marcus Allen. And um, – I got to meet him and introduce myself and talk about being starstruck. The only thing I could say to him was, my, my name is also Marcus. And it was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> when was this? Last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, actually, I was I was in college. He was like autographing copies of his book uh, on campus at USC. and uh, But he was very gracious. He signed one for me, signed one for my father. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty hey, cool. You, I thought OJ was the best to ever come out of SC, man. Uh, we don't we don't acknowledge him. Okay. Wow, we don't. Oh, they, don't so, mess with, they don't mess with OJ and SC. So actually, with, you know what's funny? They we don't mess with OJ or Reggie. We 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 we, we kind of <laughs> acknowledge Reggie. We kind of got like OJ rather. We don't acknowledge Reggie anymore. I mean, all he did was get so a house. So since OJ yeah. joined the cognac, <laughs> OJ just OJ won the cognac. When OJ got on that Bronco, man, they weren't playing with him. No more. <laughs> <laughs> I once went up to Steeler legend Jack Ham at a Pittsburgh Penguins game. My sister Amy and I went up to him. And we said, oh, we're nervous. Oh, Mr. Ham, can we get your autograph, please? And he said, sure. And he took the pen, and he kept trying to sign. And he's like, uh, uh, your pen doesn't work. And then we had to walk away. Hey, that's on you. You know who I really wanted, I wanted to meet? I don't know if he's still around. Who's the guy that had, like, no teeth in his mouth that played? Is it Jack Lambert? Or Jack Lambert, Lambert, yeah. Lambert, yeah. He keeps a low profile. I want to meet him, man, because he seemed like he was just a tough dude, man. Son of a gun. That's why I heard he was tough. Do so. you know he played middle linebacker in the NFL – at 220 pounds. That's a tough dude, man. <laughs> James Ferrier, 215. But yeah, a lot is of, that right? James Ferrier was a lot of linebackers are like that. Yeah, middle linebacker, uh, yeah. not that big of a deal. He was skinny. Jack, he had Jack no Lambert. teeth, man. That's all that matters. <laughs> I know. Pot no dog teeth. play with no mouthpiece. I'm like Pot dog. James Ferrier, we talking about? I said Pot dog, man. How you play with? Like, Do your you James Ferrier impression. Hey, young buck. This one I'm trying to tell you, but you got later girls alone, but you gotta be about this football. <laughs> you got to be about this football. You got to put 100% to the football, young boy. If not, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. You got to put 100%. And the offseason, don't be talking about, man, what you want to do. You go down and you work out with Coach Shaw. Because if y'all work out with Coach Shaw, you're going to come in the camp tie and they're going to cut your ass. 
That's pot dog for you. Hey, great uh, shout out to everybody behind the glass who worked on the Sheckies last week, and shout out to Gothard, who uh, what a tough one he had this past week. Who? He, he lo- no, <laughs> Matt. Uh, no, yeah, he had a tough one. The Goth kid. Oh he, yeah, you know him, the Goth kid. He, talk that's about my guy. Uh, he weighs one fifteen. Yeah, that's all he weighs. <laughs> He's a grown man. No, he's an engaged man. We right. talked about him on Dear Ike recently. He loves Michigan State, so he watched them get whipped. Ooh. Then he went to the Rose Bowl to support his uh, his home state, <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes. Oh, oh. oh. that was a- <laughs> that was like, lacking. That was like a, a still here. Blanisha event. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Blanisha when she get out of pocket. Yeah, you, you got to keep in line. Yeah, get on that hoop court. All right, so we have another uh, show coming at you later on this week in which we will pick the uh, the wild card round games here. By the way, well, I mean, I, I got to say real fast, we cover it on the Sheck Report, but that Jets loss, man, that was so Jetsy. That was disgusting. <laughs> I can't I, – I even as a Steelers fan, I, Sheck, my heart goes Sheck, out to the Jets stop, fans. Stop I hate it. that. Stop it, Sheck. I hate that stuff. You, Your heart does you not. Hey, Ooh, hey, you did not hate on the show. You loved it. Literally, Jets, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not gonna let y'all abuse me like that on my show. He got up in the middle of the show. He got up in the middle of the show and started watching it and just stopped hosting. That's right. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, Shaq, we got a job to do. No, we don't. Yeah, I gotta watch this. I was a professional. <laughs> what I tell him all the time. I hail from the city of Champions, and I had a responsibility greater than any paycheck. Please. Yeah. Hey, uh, all right. Let's leave today. With uh, with something that the goth kid worked on here, he did a quick little review of the NFL season. Should we go out on that of the 2015 NFL regular season? All right, we'll go out with that. We'll uh, we'll kibitz with you later on in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven, and congratulations on your Shecky Award. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. This is an all or nothing. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone, and it is caught. Caught. caught Kick on the way, no, it's blocked. And it's picked up. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. And it's loose. Beasley got to it, intercepted. Picked off, offered, caught for the touchdown by Odell Beckham Jr. Lobs it back right corner. Decker, he's got it. Touchdown. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here with Move the Sticks. Bucky, tell everybody what's coming up on Move the Sticks. You know, we're going to take a look at the playoff teams. We're going to do a little unique thing. We're going to rank them by position. Quarterback, running back, wide receivers, head coach, defense, who have the top five positions. They're also going to chat with our coach, Brian Bilk. That's Move the Sticks. You can check it out, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as YouTube, NFL channel, Pump and Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.